What is up everybody? Welcome back to the number one entertainment health and fitness podcast in the building we're currently in, the in situ health and fitness podcast. If you have been enjoying our content and you wanna help support this show, then make sure you hit the link in the show notes or the description, wherever you're watching or listening, and head to our website where you can find a bunch of eBooks and guides. My top three recommendations out of the like probably 20 plus library mm. that we have created would be the Nutrition Guide for Beginners, the perfect place to start if you want to start to improve your diet. The seven day environmental overhaul, mm. which is fantastic for just taking a look at your environment and trying to get it to work in your favor rather than against you. And the last one would be how to master your menstrual cycle. So that one is for the ladies and it's how to like eat and train with your period instead of against it. So they're my probably top three recommendations out of all of the guides and eBooks that we have. Yeah, definitely. And there's literally any issue that you're having with your health and fitness or longevity, you'll find a guide for it. So head over there, there's like fat loss, muscle gain, mm. just, there's also free stuff. So if you, even if you just wanna head over there and download some free guide just to help yourself improve. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're gonna help yourself and help us as well. So thanks again for doing that and supporting the show and let's get into it. So a little bit of a story time to start off with. Here we go. <laughs> Last Sunday, we went for a walk and obviously I must have been very hungry going into this walk. I don't know what it was, but uh, where we live, there's a burger place on the bottom store bottom floor and we literally walk past it every time we exit the building. Luckily they're not open in the mornings. We don't, we get a break from it in the mornings, but there's just a burger smell just wafting every mm. time we walk it, walk out and then walk back in. So Sunday afternoon we went, took the dogs for a walk and on the way back, I was just like, you know what? I'm done. I'm going to eat as much as I can. I'm going to order as much food as I can and make myself sick. I literally thought about eating that much, I wanted to make myself sick. That that was my goal, to eat as much as I could so I felt sick. And for some reason I thought that was satisfying. What, why, what made you change? Why did you control yourself and not buy 10 burgers on the way back up? Yeah, I don't know. don't know what happened. Obviously we got to take the dogs back and, I, I, and by the time we got back I must have got distracted and then I started cooking dinner. Luckily oh. we had food. <laughs> Luckily we had food ready to go. So, And then I just remember halfway through cooking going, I literally wanted to make myself sick from eating burgers. Like that was my goal. And I just, just, just um, again, just funny how willpower works and um, obviously having food there to make sure that I have something so that doesn't happen because that would have been like, I don't know, 3,000 calorie meal for me. Yeah, all in like the space of an hour. Mm. I think one, like we always almost have food ready right mm. like we always sort of have in mind like we don't really plan our week worth of meals and we don't meal prep to the degree where we pre-cook full meals mm. but we do plan and prep in the way that we buy stuff right and we always have stuff out of the freezer or we just vaguely know what we're going to eat well mostly we vaguely know what meat we're going to eat for dinner every night and then we just sort of make stuff around yeah. that and i feel like without that it, it feels so much more overwhelming, tiring, stressful, time consuming to just, it gets to like six and you're like, 
oh, what should I have for dinner? I yeah. hate that. Yeah, well, 100%. If we didn't have that food there, I would have eaten 10 burgers. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's the thing about just, like, we don't food, like you said, we don't food prep. We don't go crazy about it, but we've got food there ready to rock and roll. Yeah. And I guess that, yeah, I would hate to just get to six o'clock and go, oh, no, what are we going to do? Because mm. I would get burgers every night. <laughs> Especially because it's right downstairs. Yeah, literally. It's so easy to get. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just funny story time to get us started. <laughs> cool. <laughs> nice. Uh, what topics have you got today? Or topic? Topic. Um, well, this week, not even this week, since we moved into the gym, I have... Into the gym? I mean, into the building. Okay. Since we this started going to this gym in the building. Okay. Um, I have noticed that most people, most guys, because not many girls train in our gym, which I'm also disappointed about. But anyway, most of the guys don't, I've noticed, don't follow a program mm. and don't use their phones to track their weights. I very much do that. I like, if I go to the gym without a program, I'm just like, what do I even do? Mm. I don't know, I'll just do my favorite six exercises and then I'll be out of there, you know what I mean? So it's just something I noticed and I started like as I'm making more friends and stuff, I like ask people like, what's on your program today? Like, do you follow a program? Do you do like, I'm just genuinely curious about how people be consistent and mm. like their mindset and stuff around it. So yes, the more people that I've asked, the more I've realized not that many people follow a program. Most people, their response is just no, I don't follow a program. I've done some sort of training with a trainer in the past and I just, I know what to do. I just make it up. Maybe they do the same three workouts, like three days on, one day off, three days off, because everyone also does splits. Yeah. Every guy. So the common things that I've found, no one tracks their weights, no one follows a program, everyone does a split. Because mm, guys hate working their legs. Oh my goodness, I'm the opposite. I'm like, every time I do like a set of weights, I get my phone and I put the weights in because otherwise I'll forget and I don't know. I just find it much, much more satisfying to track my weights. Mm. Do you, do you, I feel like you don't really track your weights yeah, either. You, you brought this up the other day and I, I thought it was a good point, but I'm at the point, it's, I do it for a living. Like, yeah. you know, like a chef doesn't have to think about a what goes in all meal because they just know and they've done it thousands of times. Same with me. I've written thousands of workouts. I don't like, I know how to follow a program in my head. Mm -hmm. Like I know how to like, I literally track people's weights all day long. So tracking weights for me, is, it just happens naturally. Like I, I and then obviously there goes through phases where I will dial it in a little bit more and track my weights when I'm trying to go for a certain goals and that sort of stuff. But at the moment, I just, I just know what I'm doing. Um, and I don't think every other guy that you're talking about knows what they're doing. And let, like, obviously experience comes into it, but you do need to track for a long time. And again, I've been doing this for a long time. Yeah. Like I started training when I was 15. So I've gone through those phases where I thought I knew what I was doing, didn't get results, or tracked real, really dialed everything in, tracked everything and got crazy results. So I've done everything in between. So, and again, it's probably been quite a few years now. I won't tell you how long, show my age too much. Um, but yeah, so I just know, but I know a lot of guys think they know, 
but that's the thing like sometimes and this is especially younger guys they can go in and lift weights and get results because mm-hmm. your testosterone's the highest when you're in your late teens maybe early 20s depending on the person so you get that false sense of you know i know what i'm doing because i'm getting working, results yeah. yeah so obviously that's going to diminish over time and I, and I guess that's maturity as well. Mm-hmm. As you sort of get in your late 20s, you just go, you know, you start being smarter about things. You'd be smarter about your training because things start to hurt a little bit more and you get injured easier and all that sort of stuff. So it could just be a maturity thing as well. Like when you're in your early 20s, you think you're invincible and you, you know everything and you can't break and you're strong. So I guess it just takes time to wean off that a little bit. But do you recommend, like gen- for the general public, because that's who I'm training with at the minute, that they should be following the program? Well, not even I didn't even bring this up for the program, but more so for the tracking weights, because I also found a study... Actually, answer my question before I go on. <laughs> yes, because... Ah, oh, damn it, I had a good point. Oh, again, it depends on the person, but most people don't have time to waste in the gym. Mm-hmm. So if you're following a program, a good program, you know you're going to get some sort of benefit from that program. Where if you're just going in there and lifting weights thinking you're following a program you might not get any benefits so it's almost wasted time so if you're dedicating an hour 45 minutes whatever to a workout make sure it's worth it yeah and by tracking and following a program you're you know almost making sure it's worth it and then you if even if you track it and didn't get the results you want you know what you've done so you can go back on it and change i think that's what's the most satisfying to me is in the time that I'm in the gym, I'm ticking stuff off, I'm writing stuff down, like I feel like I'm progressing through the workout. Yeah. I'm not just here wasting an hour, hour and a half some days, just fluffing around, you know what I mean? Yeah. So the study that I found was one in the US, but I feel like still relevant, and it was on CrossFit members who logged their workouts, and the most the people who logged their workouts the most often did significantly more total exercise than those who didn't because they could actually see how much time they were spending in the gym, mm. right? So there was six potential benefits that they found from people log- logging. That's a word, right? Yeah, <laughs> from people logging their workouts. One, it reminds you of your goals, which I don't really relate to that one, but I guess like if you're just going in and aimlessly working out, then you forget why you're even there. The second was you experience higher engagement in each workout, which I, 10 out of 10, agree with this one. So like you're actually focusing on what you've done, what you're doing, what's coming next a lot more. Um, You have proof of achievement, which I really like because I train alone a lot. So if I come in and I do, I don't know, like 15 kilos for incline bench and then the next week I do 15 kilos and then the next week I do 15 kilos. And then if I haven't logged it, I'll just keep doing 15 kilos every time because it's comfortable. Mm. Whereas if I've logged it, I can go like previous history and see that I've done it the last four times. So maybe I should try to go a little harder, right? The other one was you feel a sense of competence when you see how far you've come, right? So if you aren't logging your weights, I feel like you can get unmotivated because you're like, I'm just coming to the gym, my body's not changing. Whereas the weight's probably changing pretty quickly. Mm. And then you enjoy it more, which I agree. It's probably not for everyone, like the logging, but still, like for enjoyment reasons. And you're more likely to stick with your routine and consistency, 100%. Because if I don't have a strict plan, a lot, like if there was a point where I had no program when we were moving, 
and I kind of just like, yeah, I could just not go. What am I do, even doing it? Yeah, for? what do I, yeah? What's the point? Yeah. Like, I can't see how far of this program I've got to go. I can't see how long my workout's going to take me. So it's just like, pfft, what does it matter? Yeah. Um, oh, 100%. And all that, like, every time I sign up a new client, like, this is just a gym thing, like, for all people owning gyms or PTs out there. I know there's a couple of coaches listening to the podcast now. You need to track your client's metrics. Um, and each gym does it differently depending on your goals. So people that have worked with us um, will know that we don't really do measurements and uh, body weight and all that sort of stuff. Yes, we measure it, but I make sure all the clients track their stuff because like you said, sometimes it feels like your body's not changing, but I can go back to them and look, you're, you're a lot stronger. Sometimes I'll even get them to record some of the big movements like mm. squats and deadlifts just to see how much better they're moving. Yeah. Um, because some, like, we've had one client who didn't, her body didn't really change much, but her energy levels changed, her ability to lift weights changed, her confidence with weights, her mind-body connection changed, and that, all that stuff is much more important, and you can only really do that by tracking things, so, I always make sure like online clients, in-person clients, I'm tracking their progress because yeah, it's just a retention thing. Because mm. like, um, everybody gets to that point where they feel like they're not doing anything, they're not achieving anything. But if you can look back and go, oh yeah, I started with the two kilo dumbbells and now I'm at the 12 kilo dumbbells, that's a huge jump. Yeah, right. And so, you know, and it, it is just those little boosts that give you that oomph and you can go back in there and oh yeah, I am achieving something. Mm. And again, yeah, all the body scans, body measurements, all that sort of stuff is like, that, that is also all great. Um, but yeah, you do need to track something to, this is for the coaches out there, you do, you need to track your client stuff, no matter what it is. Like, again, your client's goals, track whatever is in those goals, whether it could be weight loss, so then you track their weight. So. Yeah. If you were tracking like zero things as a client, I mean, as a coach, wouldn't I, I feel like it would kind of make me anxious because there's no proof that you're worth the money or mm. the time that they're putting in, right? Mm. Um, yeah, and I have gone down that rabbit hole and that has happened, especially back in the OG Primal days. Um, it was very hard to get people to track. This is going back a few years now, so like the technology wasn't as good as it is now. It's improved a lot. It's still got a long way to go for some reason. Um, but yeah, you could definitely tell, like say, like literally what you read off. I'm, I can think of you know 10 clients that did it and are still working out now and then 10 clients that didn't, mm. who I know aren't working out and haven't worked out since Primal closed. You know what I mean? So yeah. it, even if you don't care about it, just track it because it's just that thing that's just gonna add to that the thing that, you know, I don't know, that thing in it's, your head that makes you come back and want to keep doing it and continue. Yeah, like you can actually see the value in working out, right? Yeah. Cool. That's all from me today. Mm. I want to talk about flexing. Flexing, like? Yeah, flexing. Like flexing your muscles. Okay. This is, this has actually been used by bodybuilders. I've used it in the past and before everybody leaves and tunes out, bear with me because it's going to come back and it's going to be one of the best things you can have in your tool bags for working out and trying to improve the way you look. 
Okay, yeah, flexing. <laughs> so flexing is basically just nice isometric movement. So isometric is just holding a movement under load. So a lot of people would know maybe like a squat hold. Mm -hmm. So you come down in the bottom of squat and hold and hold for as long as you can. That's an isometric squat hold. Yeah, makes yeah. sense? Yeah, yeah. So, but you're actually flexing your muscles in that position because you're using them. Now, um, bodybuilders obviously use this a lot when they're on stage or prepping to get on stage and bodybuilders burn a lot of bloody calories on stage flexing. Really? Yes. Is that why they treat, like I have seen on YouTube some bodybuilders treat like flexing or posing sessions like a workout? Yeah, 100%. And it is. So um, there's a lot of benefits to this, not just uh, calorie burn. So bear with me. I'm going to go through them all. Um, so every time you flex your muscles, you're stimulating muscle, your muscles, so it burns calories. Now, obviously, the harder you can flex, the more muscle fibers you can engage, so the more calories you burn. Now, it goes through the body, so biceps aren't really that big. So yes, you can flex your biceps and get a lot of muscle just growth. Around like this and just really flex it hard as you can and get some good muscle connection and muscle fibers active. But then if you can go to your glutes or your quads, the bigger muscles in your body, then obviously you can recruit more muscle. Like, you know, there might be hundreds of thousands in your quad and tens of thousands in your bicep. So yep. there's a big difference there. The trick is now when you try and flex all individual muscles through your body at once, like so you go through your body, so you can do forearm, bicep, tricep, all the way down your body individually, and then flex them all at the same time. So people look at bodybuilders on stage and go, oh, they're just sitting there, standing there flexing. But it actually takes a lot of practice to get to the point where you can flex individual muscle groups for the judges or flex the whole body, every single muscle in your body. And it's very hard. And I bet you a lot of you out there can't actually flex a lot of your muscles in your body. I can barely engage my glutes when I'm doing squats, let alone yeah. individually flex it. So that brings... Muscle. Brings me up to the second point. So the first one, obviously, calorie burn. Um, we'll bring it all back so you can integrate this during the day in a second. But the second one is mind-body connection. So every single study is done on mind-body connection, mind-muscle connection. When you're working out, there is the last one I've seen, there was a 16% increase in your performance and results in the gym when you have a better mind-muscle connection. 16. Wow. That's huge. So... No supplements. There's not a supplement on the world. Even testosterone, anything like that, if jabbing it into you, boosting it up as much as you can, it doesn't give you a 16% increase. So it's a huge thing to have that good mind-muscle connection. Yeah. So just trying to get your delts to flex, your shoulders, or just trying to flex your um, lats, uh, or your core. A core. The core is a big one that a lot of people can't do. So at home, right now, when you're listening, I want you to stand up. Yeah, everybody's doing it. Good. <laughs> Put your hands on your head. Hands on your head. Now, I want you to exhale as much as you can and try and suck your belly in. And then once you've exhaled all the air, I want you to flex your tummy and hold your core for three seconds. Okay? So a lot of people can't actually do that. And... When, when trainers or coaches or people online, when you're following, they say engage your core, that's basically engaging your core. So just getting that mind-muscle connection and you're getting those muscles to turn on. 
And that is one of the best ways to do it. Uh, not only that, it helps actually shape your core as well doing those exercises. Yeah. So if you did 10 breaths like that, so as you exhale, so you inhale again, and then as you exhale, exhaling all the air out, trying to suck your tummy in, and right at the very end, hold and tense it for three seconds. That's an isometric hold of your core. And that's actually probably better and more beneficial than doing a plank or something like that. Mm. Because a lot of people don't actually do that while they're holding a plank, and yeah. that's what you should do. Um, so again, that mind-muscle connection. So if you can do that during exercises or working out whatever you're doing, you're obviously gonna be engaging your core a lot more, which means it's gonna work out a lot more. So, and it's gonna look, start looking a lot better. Um, so, but I could go through every single muscle group with that example. Yeah. So having that good mind-muscle connection to every single muscle in your body. Um, and then now, just try, stand up, do the, um, bodybuilder flex, arms up, biceps up, and flex, and just try and flex every single muscle in your body at the same time. I bet you you can't do that either. Um, so I'm talking biceps, you know, back, chest, glutes, core, calves. It's very hard to turn every single muscle on your body and hold it for three seconds yeah. and tense it. So it's it's... It's not only just a hard thing to do, it's a good thing to just work your mind and get your body connected to your mind as well. And obviously, last one, it just increases, increases blood flow through the body because you're activating your muscles. So when we activate our muscles, again, those muscle fibers, it's recruiting all that sort of blood, blood's flowing through your body, so it can help just flush your body out, help you recover a little bit as well. So three things there. So what I'd recommend is trying to do that in the morning and afternoon, twice a day. It takes like literally- The full body flex. Full body flex. Um, ab thing. And the ab thing. It, literally you can, like if you add this in, it's going to add to your NEAT or your daily calorie burn a whole lot more. Because one, it's gonna suck to start with because you can't do it properly. Yeah. <laughs> but like exercising. It's gonna suck when you first start doing it because you can't do it properly, but you get better and better at it, so the results are gonna get better and better. So just take five minutes, probably that wouldn't even take five minutes, two minutes to flex your, every single muscle in your body in the morning and afternoon, and trust me, it's gonna benefit you a lot. So it's gonna help you burn calories, so you're gonna reach those goals. It's gonna help your body, mind, body connect, and it's gonna increase your blood flow with it through your body. So it's, I just want to bring it up because it's a good way just to increase movement into the day. Yeah. Like, Without actually moving. Like you could do it at your desk, right? For certain muscle groups. Yeah. Um, no one would even know. Tim Ferriss actually had it in his four hour body. So he would say, sit there at the dinner table when you, with your friends just to burn those extra calories and you'd flex your quads. Oh, yeah. So flex your legs. No one can see you doing it. Mm. You might have a weird strained face every now and then. <laughs> but you can literally do it and it's so underrated but so effective at the same time mm. because you can literally do it anywhere anytime you can sit at your desk working and do it there's and it's one thing that every single person can do like even if you've got an injury in your leg you can do your arms yeah if you've got an injury in your arms you can do your legs like there's no reason why you can't sit there and flex muscles even if you're in a cast there's been studies shown that if you flex your muscles within that cast, it actually stimulates muscle growth. So the atrophy when your cast mm. comes off isn't as bad. So there's a lot of science behind it. I just want to bring it up to get you guys just to do a little bit more during the day. And there's no reason why you can't do it. Yeah, cool. Mm.
All right, let's wrap this episode up with our segment that I still haven't got a name for. Three things. <laughs> Three things, one thing to listen to, one thing to watch, and one thing to try. Yep. First thing to watch is Mac on TikTok. <laughs> well, uh, we haven't really been watching anything lately because Jack's been working heaps, mm. but that means I've been recording a bunch of TikToks because I'm always home by myself, so I just like start talking to myself. Yeah. It's actually kind of satisfying. Um, I'm sometimes funny. Um, I always give good advice, so <laughs> there's no reason not to watch me on TikTok. Yeah, um, I think it's been great. It's good to see your face on social media, and it's inspired me to do it, try and do it a little bit more. Mm. I haven't started yet, but I will. Before we move on, I just want to say that I had an epiphany, I suppose, with recording TikToks, right? So a couple of weeks ago, I was telling everyone to just like set a minimum amount of workouts, set a minimum target for exercise, minimum target for diet. I set myself a minimum target for recording my face because it is awkward just like talking to yourself, right? But it's normal online, it's not normal in person. Mm. So I set myself a minimum to record myself at least once every single day. I don't necessarily have to post it. And I found once I record myself once, I'm like, oh, I have another idea, I'll do another one and then I'll do another one. And now it just feels, I mean, it's still awkward, but it feels, Kind of, it's kind of getting natural. Yeah, sweet. So, yeah. Um, and where can people find you? Um, it is Mac underscore in situ, same as every social media platform. You can find me everywhere. Good. Um, sweet. Something to listen to? Yeah. Uh, so, I want you to go and listen to Chris Williams on the Modern Wisdom yeah. podcast. And he had a conversation with the UK's best bodybuilder. I can't remember his name. Um, but it was actually a really good conversation. And he was talking about the flexing thing that I just brought up. Yep. That just reminded me. I, like, I used to do it all the time, the flexing thing, and incorporate it into people's really? programs. Yeah. Um, again, there's just a lot of benefits from it, but it's so simple. But he talked about it in that podcast as well. So it's, it's a, actually a decent podcast um, to go and listen to. It was a good conversation. Everybody thinks bodybuilders are going to be weird meatheads, but when they're at that elite level, they are athletes. And it's cool to just talk, hear a conversation about bodybuilders and how they are athletes and how they live life. Yeah, cool. Um, one thing to try. Not burgers. Don't go and eat 10 burgers. <laughs> um, I, the only thing I can come up with is to flex. Try flexing. I know it's a bit of a cop-out, but seriously, just try it once a day for the next week until our next podcast comes out next Friday, and you can tell us how we how you went on the podcast. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> um, but as always, if you do do it and you're starting to get some benefits from it, it does take a couple of weeks, but it's, trust me, just like anything else work that's hard and uncomfortable doing, it is worth it. So even just drop us a comment or how you went with it in the question box. There's a link below in the show notes where you can submit questions for next week's podcast because we're going to do a questions only podcast next week. Are we? We are. Got a lot of questions building up there that I want to get rid of. Mm -hmm. um, so you can just let us know. You don't have to submit a question. Just say, Jack, I tried that. It worked really well. I've got better mind-body connection. So do that. Try that. And let us know how you went. So that obviously wraps it up. Thank you again for tuning in. And we'll talk to you all in the next episode. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>